The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I have Alexander Volkanovsky on the phone. We have Amanda Nunes on the phone. We have our pal Uriah Hall on the phone. We talk. We go over picks. We talk about the fight. It's a lot. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is... UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Happy New Year, folks. It's our first show of the new year. Happy New Year, Jimmy. Happy New Year, Matt and Chris. Happy Thanks, New Year, Chris. Oh, I got that dog shit out of the way. Well, happy that you <laughs> tuned in. We are, we are recording later than we normally do because it was just the holiday kind of messed us up. I'll say this. We have a lot to talk about. We have Amanda Nunes calling in. We have Uriah Hall calling in. And we have, um, I can never say his last name, uh, Volkanovsky yeah. calling in. Okay, I got it. I was fucking Alexander up. the Great. Yes, he is. I just wanted to make sure I had the last name. Uh, and um, Jimmy, you were there. You were at these fights. First I was of all, in amazing, the fourth row. Amazing fights, no? Uh, amazing no, fights. I missed Jackson beating Brian Kelleher because there was more traffic oh. than I anticipated. I came in in the, the uh, Curtis Millinder fight. Um, an incredible, there's so much to talk about. Yes. Uh, are we going to talk about Uriah Hall with Uriah Hall? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Um, one thing I would like to say is I never enjoyed watching Ryan Hall fight. Everyone knows that because he just falls on the ground. And right. I feel the opposite of that. You love I, it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I can't, oh, we want to start off with this? I don't mind starting I have, with Absolutely. Because watching the way he grabbed BJ's leg and heel hooked him. I can't not enjoy him anymore. I have to enjoy watching Ryan Hall fight. It was actually beautiful. It was it was it was <clears throat> one of the fucking best things I've ever seen in the octagon. The name of his school is Fifty Fifty, and that's the type of that's what he got him in. That was a <laughs> nasty Fifty Fifty position into the, uh, the nasty submission. And the way he rolled right into it is. It's it's something that when you rep it, if you've seen him practicing it, you'd be like, oh, that guy's not going to do that in a fight. You know, he came such a long way. You know, from when he um, started. Is he undefeated? Um, I can double check. He might, no, he, he lost a while back. I remember um, okay. uh, my buddy um, uh, Eddie Fivey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's Eddie his Fivey. only loss, I think. Actually. Eddie oh. Fivey uh, beat him early, yeah. and this is what's the, this is the um, the great thing about Ryan Hall as a uh, as a martial artist and a fighter is he was always. Um, had an unorthodox type. His jujitsu is like wild. You know what I mean? It's not exactly um, old school. 
You know, where BJ's more old school. I'm old school. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean you can't add to your arsenal or whatnot, but that's it's just how you've been brought up. So he has a lot of um, techniques that don't look like they could hold water. And when he had his first MMA match, I don't. I think it was his very first match. Lloyd Irving was in his corner, and uh, I jumped in my buddy um, Eddie Fivey's uh, corner, who's underneath um, my buddy uh, Ricardo Almeida. Yeah, you know. So Eddie took away he was going all inverted and 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 eddie's a very has a, has a high level jiu-jitsu guy as well uh he just kept good base and 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 just would beat him up when he would get inverted like start hammering him and stuff and again dude this is like a decade ago right. more so he evolved like you know immensely is that the right word ryan hall you mean yes yes yeah so and now he's using and i like it i like the way he he, I, oh, I told you, I always like the way he fights. People don't think it's boring. He doesn't. It's like the new. It's like Hoist Gracie two point Like it's the. It's now he's got straight. He does have strikes you have to watch out for. He does have uh, annoying kicks that can keep you at yep. range, at kicking range, and then he goes from that range, past the punching range into grappling range by any means necessary. Does uh, you know? Um, I just don't like that he flops rolls. on the ground like a soccer player. Like yeah. I could do without that. If this didn't, if that did not land, or if did not, if he didn't get that tight bite on this, if he didn't get so yep. deep on that submission, it would have looked like that. Absolutely, if PJ took it away. Hundred percent. But he did get it, and he looks like a stud. Wow. And uh, can I tell you that um, leading up to this fight, I was saying it was very smart. A lot of people were saying it. It's very smart for BJ to be working um, with Nova Uno. I hope I'm saying it right. Oh, Unyao. Unyao. Uh, and how do I fuck that up? It's a hard name. Andre Pereiras. I respect those guys a lot. Leo Santos was in his corner. Um, high level, high level jujitsu. Now, and this, this is, I'm not saying this is the problem, but I've seen footage, and a lot of the footage I've seen him was him training in the gi for this fight. Now, Listen, you guys heard me talk about the gi. You love it. I love <laughs> Mr. Gi. That should be your name I instead of Kamora Lad. Oh, Mr. Gi. Well, I, like I mean, it's not exactly Kamora Lad either. Yeah. Kamora Lad. It's not Kamora Lad. It's not Ega Houseboy, Jimmy. Mr. Can we start the new year off right? Yes. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Daddy forgives. But, you know, not... When I... I love the gi. When I had to have a fight... Two, well, that's, when I'm signing that, the, uh, the contract, two months out, two and a half months out, I'm not wearing the gi. You have to, sure. if anything, I'm wearing gloves, I'm wearing shorts, I'm wearing what I'll be wearing in the fight. You have to uh, try to simulate the fight as much as possible. So when I see BJ in Brazil training, and I see him taking a guy down against the wall, and he's grabbing his gi pants, and I, listen, I love BJ, and I mean love BJ, he's a, he's a buddy of mine, I shared the cage with him, we, we fought for 15 minutes, and we, I, I, just, I have a history with the guy, I really love the guy as a person and a fighter, but like... That's not going to really benefit you, take it because that's you're not having gi pants on in the fight. Right, and if he's fighting anybody else in that division but Ryan Hall, I'd say all right, cool. It doesn't his jiu-jitsu is good and too good anyway for most anybody in that division. You know what I mean? Because he, he's BJ's that good in jujitsu. He's that good that if he would have now listen hindsight, hey man, whatever twenty twenty all that shit. But get a guy like John Danaher, my, my guy Jason Rowell. You got guys that are specialists. In just the legs, in specialists on the 50 50, on the position where. You think where, Danaher enjoyed that move? Yeah, I think he fucking, I think he fucking <laughs> thought that was magnificent. I didn't even talk to him yet, you know? But, um, you know, it was just, it was a thing of beauty. 
Uh, and BJ's so smart. Hey, listen, what he did, people are shitting on BJ for getting caught in it. I'm saying like a lot of the jiu-jitsu community. And they really shouldn't. Because his theory of stepping back, uh, of doing a sit back and putting his foot is not... Is not 100% wrong please if his it. knee would have stayed on the floor. Go ahead. Go back to that, please. Yeah, we're going to get Uri on the, on the right. phone in a sec, but yeah. Um, I'll get it up. Hold on. It was, it, it, you know, it's just little details that, that were off, you know? How and could I was, he have gotten out of that? Well, there's, there's several ways that he could have. There was a nice way online that I was watching um, that uh, Gary Tonin and Nikki Ryan were going over. They're, they're downtown and her students. They were going over it. Um my buddy Jason Rao, my student, was show, you know another leg specialist, and he was saying, "Oh no, he was showing me different ways that he likes to get out of it, you know." And it's stuff that BJ could pick up like this if he had it, if he went over it. But he, again, he went to sit back and went to put his foot to kick it off. So again, it it it's not a. An, a necessarily a shitty thing that he did he just did not control the hands or grab towards the elbow where he could kick that through and protect his and protect his leg but this is a split second decision and this has to be muscle memory and the right. only way you get that is by eight weeks not putting the gear on it's by <clears throat> repping and starting in these positions so if it happens to you live all right i've been there you know sure if not a thousand times before dozens of times before uh, why, why don't we come back to this? Oh, we keep people in suspense. Yeah, just because I don't want to get too far behind. With we have a lot of guests today, but yeah, we'll, we'll come it. right back to it. I'll get it. Okay. All right. I mean, it's very exciting. But uh, I'm happy on. to talk to Uriah Hall. What a comeback win! That was great. That what was so, I was so happy. Win over, I was so uh, happy. Uh, Bevon Lewis, how you say his name? Yeah. Bevon. Yeah. That was great, man. That was great. No, it was emotional with his sister. I think I'm becoming a big pussy lately. I think when. I get choked up too too easy lately. Oh, I do Jimmy. too. I gotta get my levels I'm the checked. Fucking worst. Make sure I don't have too much. Uh... I had my testosterone checked. Came in at 105. Don't fuck around, Jimmy. That's good stuff. <laughs> don't fuck around. 105. Now you gotta get on the TRT, Jimmy. Why? I gotta. What's your testosterone level? I don't, Jimmy. I that <laughs> I whacked off three times since I got here. Really? I'm only kidding. But no, it's 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 high. Thousand? I don't know, Jimmy. I'm, not... I'm 105. Well, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> are you joking around? Yeah, you're right. We get you right. Hey, buddy, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, what is your testosterone? One oh five. Why do you say that? And why do you say it like that? Because it's a cool number. Yeah, and it proves that I'm uh, a man. You are a man, Jimmy. All right, we got Uriah Hall. Hello. Hi, buddy. You're talking to Jim and Matt. How are you? What's up, Uriah? Hey, what's up? Hey, congrats, I, first of all, buddy. Congrats. Thank you. I I totally just woke up. Oh my god! That's, oh, that's all right. Okay. We'll wake you up. We're like a shot of espresso right in your face. I was, my loud annoying voice. I know. What, what what's worse to wake up to than us two peppering you with questions, <laughs> dude? We miss <laughs> you, oh, man. God. I miss you guys, man. I um I was planning on coming on the show and I was to New York. How are you guys? I was at the fight and I didn't plan on being there, but then they moved it to L.A. and I was already in L.A. And one, th one thing I dislike about getting to know fighters so well or becoming friends with them is like if a guy is losing a fight, it's, it's hard for me to watch because I like the guy. And uh, I, I thought that he was really uh, – Bevan Lewis was, was, uh, ha had you in trouble a couple of times and it did not look very promising. Uh, it was like the second round, I think, where you really started to actually advance a little bit. How did you feel? I, um, 
Well, you know, it's been a cluster for the whole week. I actually did my camp in California and then drove back on a six-hour car ride back to Vegas. And 20 minutes from my home, I got the message, hey, we're fighting in uh, California. And I'm like, what? I've been out there the whole time. And that medical, that's all the stuff, so... First of all, I was just trying to handle it like a professional. I was like, okay, you know, just like in a fight or something's not going well, you know, I just have to adjust. So, tough it out, the going to do, came back. But the whole fight, you know, the kid, first of all, the kid's a stunt. He's, uh, he's definitely out of those places. I, later on, I realized that he had respect for me because he quoted me. He actually quoted me a couple of years ago. Someone found a picture. Um, but he was a stunt. He was destroying me the first couple of rounds, but the thing was, his rhythm was just so good, I couldn't, I couldn't really get into mine, but the whole time I was like, man, when he threw that right hand, he leans and he's open, that's my shot, that's my shot, that's my shot, and uh, come third round, I, I got it. Yo, Uriah, Uriah uh, he cornered you, you said, he cornered you in a fight? Yeah, he quoted, like, um, quoted. I, I said a quote. Oh! My bad. I, I, he quoted me like a couple of years ago. I spoke about something being. Oh, actually, shit. You know, no, matter, no matter how much you have to plan and all these ideas and all these plans you have, the moment's all you got. So he uh, he quoted that a while ago. Oh, that's flattering. He was uh, he came in too. There's six and zero. First, I think it was his first UFC fight. Am I right? And uh, he yeah, was he was very yeah. aggressive. He seemed to keep you off balance. I, I I mean I guess he didn't want to let you get set. Uh, was he more aggressive than you expected? You know, his range was off. I didn't, I couldn't get used to his range. I remember being in front of him and I couldn't hit him. Uh, man, his range is pretty good. But, you know, I kept my composure. I kept my cool. But I noticed he got tired. I think around mid-second round, I started to do the rope-a-dope. So Muhammad Ali, I'm like, okay, he's getting tired. And he's just letting him get a little more tired. And then, you know, he aggressive a little bit so he can create that opening and it happens. Is this one of those wins where, all right, this is your 23rd fight, th- th- just being a veteran, is this one of those wins where you just kind of, kind of like, you know how these fights go and you kind of know how to ride it out, and when you sense the guy getting tired, this is just all your years of experience kind of coming into play over him uh, letting himself get tired in the second round? A part of it, but, you know, it was a little emotional. I was going through some personal stuff back home. And um, I, I can go into the fight. I was not. I was trying to not make the emotion get the best of me. And um, what ended up happening, you know, I, it, it was in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? This is the last thing I want right now. You know, my, my sister wasn't doing so well. And I spoke to her a while ago. And I said, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm walking out to your song because she wrote a song called uh, Keep Standing. And she said she was inspired to write that song because when I broke my toe in one of my fights, I kept going. But the funny thing is, when I heard the song, it inspired me to, you know, uh, unleash myself. And of course, all the losses and all that stuff it motivated me to keep standing. So with her going through her problems and stuff like that, and I just wanted to be a positive reinforcement to her as much as I could. So... I wanted, I planned my speech, and I wanted her to hear it, and I wanted to bring awareness of depression, of how serious it is. So that fight was just all about her, you know? 
Yeah, it's a very it's very tough. It was nice that you spoke about it because it is something that affects everybody, like whether it's us or somebody we care about. And uh, you you can only do so much for somebody who's really depressed, and it's very frustrating uh, if it's somebody you love and you can't you can't shake them out of whatever they're going through. Great man, she's such in a great place. You know, she's been getting a lot of a lot of positive messages. A lot of what? Sorry, we couldn't hear you. Sorry. A lot of positive messages. Okay. You know, she's like, man, how do you handle this? I'm getting messages all the time, and you know, it's a good thing. So I'm happy for her. Good. Uh, Uriah, between the second and third round, was there urgency in your corner? I mean, or did you? Did they say we need a big round this third round, or we need to end it, or you got to go out there, or, or did you know you needed a big third, or you needed to stop them? Yeah, I definitely know in the third round I needed it, but I looked over at him and I saw he was huffing hard. Nice. And Rafael, who was such a fantastic coach. He was like, all right, this is it, man. We, we, we got to knock him out. But my coach, Clayton, he was more in my ear, like, you know, excuse my friends. He's like, no, nah, this motherfucker out, man. Yeah. You got to knock him out, bro. This is it. <laughs> we got to you know, finish it. So I was like, all right. And took it. You there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, it's, it's dropping out a little bit. Hey, listen, you, you reminded me of the Hulk. I don't know, I'm into comics. You said sometimes you got to get hit a little bit, and then you get angry. And they won't like you when you're angry. Uh, yeah, oh, you, you didn't say that part. But you said that, right or no? Like, I'm not he did off. say that in the, uh, in the post-fight speech. <laughs> it's like the fucking Hulk. <laughs> I'm the Black Hulk. I mean, for me, honestly, man, I think, you know, I just got to get to that place. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to tap into it. I think I spoke about it a while ago, but when I get angry, because, you know, you don't want to use that anger. You get blinded by rage. So I get into this focus mode when I get angry, and it's like, all right, I'm there. I'm locked in. I'm laser focused. I can see things. It's like the matrix. It slows down. I got you. Maybe do like that Clay Guida and his brother technique and get smack yourself around no, a little bit. No, 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 no. You know, you got to get hit. If it's going to take you getting hit. I actually slapped myself once in the ring of combat days. Did you? I remember, I almost almost knocked myself out. Oh, shit. I hit myself so hard, and I almost knocked myself out. I was like, no, this is not a good idea. You know, when watching the fight, they said that he might have gotten, Lewis might have gotten a little overconfident in the third round. Did you sense he was getting sloppy or overconfident, or or did you just finally, were you able to time him and, and, and sneak in that punch? I don't think it was overconfident. I think he was just getting a little desperate because he was just throwing all these heavy shots and it wasn't really working. I was taking him. I mean, the dude elbowed the crap out of my head. Yep. He hit me square in the head. But, you know, I flushed it out and I, I kept my cool. I kept my composure. And, you know, when you're hitting someone with everything you've got and they keep coming, it's like, crap, what do I do? <laughs> so I think it was a little, a little desperateness and... um he just got caught coming in because he made he, he made a mistake. He kept leaning with that right hand, and I just couldn't time it properly. I knew I couldn't really put anything together. I knew he was too dynamic, but I saw one opening, and that's all I needed. You were yeah. Were you were you looking for a one punch because you were throwing a lot of single punches, and you said that was just that was just kind of hard for you to to land more uh, more than one at a time, or or were you just kind of hoping for one big shot? I was I was kind of injured, man. My my wrist was messed up. My um, my back was hurting me too, and my left knee. 
I don't remember the last time I went into a fight, okay? So I was trying to adjust and not overcompensate anything. But his name was good, so I could, it was a little hard. But I just knew if I couldn't start something, let him come to me a little bit. So we got a little wild, and, you know, I could take it. And, you, and you've talked to us before, like in the past, about the, your your fears in the ring and being uh, or the cage, being afraid of hurting somebody or these different things that go on in your head, and now you said you were distracted. Now, is this something that you think where your head interferes with you, or do you think this is something that all the guys deal with and you're just honest enough to speak about? I think I could be just honest enough to speak about it. I mean, you can't let that fear and anxiety take over. I, I partially feel a little anxiety when I'm walking. I mean, I remember when I'm walking, or every time I'm walking, I'm like, man, I am not here yet. Why am I not, why am I not here yet? Wake up. You're right. Wake up. Wake up. And I get in the cage. The octagon, I'm like, wake up. You're right. Wake up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not here. What's going on? But, you know, I'm not showing it, I'm not saying anything, and it takes me a little bit, and then, you know, you get hit a little bit, or you, you're down around, you're like, okay, all right, motherfucker, let's go. So it, it takes me a while for some reason, but um, I'm still working on it, man. I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm honest enough to talk about it. I have no problem, you know, should happen. Well, it worked out for you the other night, buddy. Yeah, I was really, really <laughs> happy for you, man. That was that was a great, great. Yeah, me too. And, and by the way, talking about uh, maybe he didn't get overconfident, but this is where Lewis should have known that he was. I, I think he was ahead two rounds, and he didn't have to cruise in the third round, but he didn't have to be as aggressive and try to go for the uh, the knockout. It turned out to be a fatal mistake, and I'm, I'm really happy for you that you capitalized on that. Thank you, man. I think he was just a little nervous. I mean, he went for stare down. I saw it in his face a little bit. My little brother was telling me that, you know, this, this kid respects you because he quoted you. And I was looking at listening to his interviews and the way he would talk about me and stuff like that. It just didn't seem, you know, like him. And I remember getting interviewed by Anderson Silva and the guy was like an idol to me. And I was like, I looked up to the guy. So I remember when I had to fight him, it was like, this, oh, my God, I'm fighting someone that inspired me to do something like this. This is incredible. This is weird at the same time. So. That could have partially been, you know. Well, you did repay his respect uh, by giving him a knockout loss. <laughs> so, good thing he looked up to you. You're a great, you're a great guy to look up to. <laughs> All right, we have to let you go because we have uh, we have Amanda calling in. Um, but uh, it's always good talking to you, and I was really really happy for you. Yeah, you're right. Congrats, okay. man. I appreciate it, man. I want to see you guys when I get back in February. Oh, yeah, anytime, man. Uh, good travels and come in when, as soon as you're back. Definitely, man. All right. All right, Thanks see you, buddy. Take care. Later, buddy. Bye. All right, we like. I was really happy for yes. Uriah. Yeah, I me was, too, man. I was so happy. You know, he needed that. You know, now he's right back in there. You know, and he's a good person. He's a really good person. He's great. He's so gracious after the after yeah. the fight, showing respect to his opponent, and he's, a, he, he's just a good dude. Really, he's, Uriah. Yeah, he's he's like what you call a good winner. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all right, I'm gonna get Amanda on the phone. And great. Can I just say before we oh, get her on man. the phone, that's one of my favorite. Finishes Man. ever that was unbelievable. That nah, was boring. I didn't like it. <laughs> Man, I'm, in all honesty, uh, Jones Gustafson will talk about. But this fight, this reminded me of Ronda Misha when when Weidman was fighting Anderson. The tension around Ronda and, and Misha fighting was just as much, if not more. And I don't know why. But that's how I felt when they both walked out. The the the, the tension in that room was fucking Think crazy. About who Amanda Nunes beat now? 
think of oh here hello we do we do we have uh, now we're only we're not talking to any single champs we're only talking to two belt champions do we have a two belt champion on I the think, phone i think we got nina on the phone. oh well, is this nina she's okay coming. no she's coming the two belt champions oh thank you oh, very okay. much nina. okay <laughs> she's on the interview right now okay thank oh she is okay wait she's coming sorry all uh, right no no problem no problem we uh, we know you guys hello? are busy hello amanda hi you're talking to uh, Matt Serra and Jim Norton at UFC Unfiltered. What's up, champ, champ? Woo! <laughs> champ, <Yes>. champ. <laughs> Congratulations. Amazing. Oh, such an Thank amazing you. fight, Amanda. Thank you very much. I'm I, very happy. You, I was at the fight, and uh, I was in the f- kind of sitting behind where Dana was. And when you ran out and jumped over the K, what did you say to Dana? Like. Come celebrate with me. <laughs> oh, you were trying to bring him up into the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's, I'm going to be there soon. <laughs> you looked at one point, like I, I had you pick to win the fight. I thought it would probably go to decision. Um, I, I, you know, I know you hit hard. I didn't expect Cyborg to get knocked out in the first round. What point did you realize you had her in real trouble? When I kicked, I, when I, I, I landed a kick the first time. I saw she losing her mind. Was exactly what what I want, you know. And my coach said, "Tell me when you when you hurry her, she's gonna come crazy." It's exactly what she did. And from that moment, you swing with her back, uh, walk back. When you walk back, you swing with her because your punches you have longer reach. You're gonna land it first. And it was exactly what happened. That's amazing. And she looked at one point like she landed a couple on you. Was there one point where you were uh, where you were a little stunned? At one point, she looked like she did uh, she did uh, hurt you a little bit. No, she didn't. Oh, you weren't <laughs> at okay. No, nope. she didn't hurt me. Now is it is it that? And, so- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Amanda. And w- actually, when she connected the first one, I saw it's not power at all, and then I put my hand down. I'm gonna go for. <laughs> so you, when you first got hit. You realized, yeah. okay, she's not hurting me, and then you, you knew you could kind of swing as hard as you needed it, to. Exactly. I don't know if you see when I put in my head down, when she yeah. starts, like, punching me. Yeah. And I was more, like, scared the tall she punched hard than exactly was the punch she hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I can explain it very well. You were, you were more scared of the... You, of the... Hear, you hear a lot, like, she punched hard, she punch, she's strong, she, punch, she have a knockout power. But uh, when she she landed, when I like move my head, was more scared to get hit than like actually the the punch being stronger. Yes, you were more afraid of getting hit because of what you thought it was going to be, and then when you really got hit, you it, were like, "Okay, I can survive this." Exactly, exactly. Thank you for helping me because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't I have a hard time. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I think I knew what you were saying, and uh, it was it, when when she fell. I mean, I, I guess in that moment, everything is happening so fast. But like, you collapsed her with that final punch. I mean, what was the first thing you thought of so, when she collapsed like that? In the, in the in the first um, when she what happened at the end, the last punch made a cross. Oh, like uh, like. Uh, I don't have a word for that moment, you know. That was like incredible. I I knew the whole time if I landed like couple, she would going down, you know. And when I saw that moment, like making me happy, you know, like that that is the the, the moment like that I waited for, you know. Now, now, Amazing. 
that no, it, was, it was beautiful. Now, now think about when we talk about who you beat. When we talk about Misha Tate. When we talk about Ronda, Ronda. Rousey, and now Cyborg. Is it? I know this is the latest. Shevchenko. And show oh no, it goes on and on. But the thing is, these are. I mean, which moment? It's kind of you're on cloud nine now, still. But which is the sweetest? These are all huge, huge wins. Well, the the best one, the best feeling was become a champion, champion. Yeah. I'm not down on my like become two two division champion and knock cyborg out. That was incredible feeling. Did going up and not having to deal with the weight cut, did that make you feel stronger? Or what was that like for you, not having to deal with the weight cut, uh, you know, the week of the fight? <laughs> I, actually, I did have to lose 10 pounds still. Cut 10 pounds. Cut, cut 10 pounds the week of the fight. I still lose weight anyway. But uh, I want to, like, put it out there for everybody for everybody. The cyborg, she tried to go in her head about that, but I still lose weight to go into the fight. You did? Okay. Um, and, and how much do you normally have to cut? Or did you just go, you walk around heavier this time, I guess? It's the same cut for 30. What is the same cost for 135? Oh, so you, you, didn't make your life, you didn't make your life any easier. You just, you just kind of... Any easier. I guess you wanted the belt, you know? I know it would be hard in the same way you go up, but I just wanted the, I just wanted the belt. Now, Amanda, was there a plan B? Because, I mean, the way you say your your coach had her pegged for when, if you hit her, how she would react. I mean, her, she's so aggressive. It got. I guess it's she's so aggressive standing up that it becomes almost predictable. You hit her, it's not like she's going to shy away. So your coach was very smart in predicting how she would react. But was there a plan B? It was, uh, was there ever a thought of getting the fight to the floor to try to uh, use your jujitsu? Uh, for sure. The the first plan was that uh, she she when she comes for pressure me, I swing it with her. Yes. I know I'm gonna land. And the second the second one was score point, stay my my with with my reach, you know, land jabs and move around, move move kicks. And the th the third one was take her down for sure. <laughs> you got options. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you, too, I love you before the fight. When you first walk into the cage, you kind of hang on to the cage and just look. I, I guess you're, you're looking away from the center of the cage. You're looking out into the, uh, the crowd. Are you looking at Nina? What are you doing in that moment? What are you saying? And what is the psychology behind that? <laughs> that moment, you like, I want to see the reaction, you know, for all the, the crowd there. Because that crowd was incredible. That thing was packed. And after the fight, like, I hear some noise, like, crazy. And when I look, everybody was standing clap on me. That was a, a, a huge moment. What? Oh, I, you see, I, I'm sorry. I completely respond to something like you have nothing to do with your question. That's okay. You have two belts. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> um, I usually doing that. I feel like I'm... I'm I'm, I'm more strong when I'm, I'm in the last one to look at my opponent. And that's why I always do that. Yeah, I, I always love that because you just kind of come in and you give them nothing. You give them no indication of how you feel. You turn around during the, the, uh, the intro. 
Exactly. And then they, they want to see my face, but they want to see my face when I won, when I'm ready. Who now? Uh, Chris thinks she deserves a rematch, of course. But you yeah, now, if you fought again, it was like you know again, Joanna Rose. The first time was a first round uh, a tap out due to punches, and I think the second fight she won by decision. Uh, how would you feel about a rematch with Cyborg? Even though you beat her so handily, it would be probably a decent money fight, and one people had interest in seeing. Okay, Cyborg, no one to fight me if you take one one year to prepare, right? Right. And right now, I don't think she, she's going to want it because I'm going to ask for two, two years to be ready for her again. Are you, I don't <laughs> think she want to fight me. She say, I want one year to be ready for her. She don't want to wait that much. She, she don't want to uh, stay without fight. Right now, I'm asking for two years to rematch. <laughs> okay, so you're going to make her wait. There's really nobody at featherweight for you to fight. I mean, I mean, there might be a couple of, of fighters. Do you have your eyes still? Again, you're still enjoying this. Victory, but I'm guessing your next fight is going to be back at bantamweight. Uh, do you have? Yeah, I'm going to defend my belt, my original belt. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go down. I'm not. Oh, Valeo. <laughs> um, I'm going to go down, defend my belt. My division waiting for me. And we'll see what happens after. But I don't think Cyborg is the one waiting for two years. Well, there are a couple of really interesting matchups for you. I mean, there's Duranime, there's Holly, uh, Ketlin Vieira. Is Ketlin Vieira hurt or is she okay now? She still hurt, Chris. I didn't even know about that girl. Yeah, I, I, the last I heard, I, I think she had an injury. I don't know if she's healthy now. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Well, she's number three. Uh, do you do you know if you're looking more at uh, at Jermaine or Holly? Uh, I need I didn't even like think about that yet. You know what I mean? I, yeah. still, I just got here in the gym. I just see all my teammates, my coach, and we didn't even talk about that. I have to go to Brazil. My my niece just born. Oh. Celebration. I, I take a lot for, for this fight, you know. Sure. I take a lot for this, this cyborg fight. And, and I want to take some break. I want to, like, really enjoy myself. I have a couple things to do. Ended up to that fight. I was injured. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I have a hard time to go line up to that fight. No, I, I have like a pretty, I, I have a pretty bad leg injury. It was my last fight. Uh, no, I got injury. And that was a... Pretty scary moment for me. Fight cyborg when I'm, you know, 100. percent It's crazy. Yeah, of course. So you want to really enjoy this a little bit, and, and I don't blame you. Now you and I always talk sinuses, but uh, you you were happy about the move back to LA because your breathing was a little bit better. I was very very happy. Ah. First, first, like I said, like Jesus. Now I have to move everything. Like everybody here, but when I realized. Like, the climate there is better than here. That is going to be good for me. And everything starts changing. You know, I, I was very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, make, make that, that movie, for sure. So what did you go out and do after you, uh, after you won? Uh, what did you guys go out and do that night? Uh, we, we got a couple beers. Stay with the friends. Just cloud nine. Yeah, just kind of kept it uh, it's casual. Already cloud nine. Yeah. You, I was really happy for you when you were standing there, and the, and the crowd. I, it literally it looked. Jones Gustafson was a good fight, but you stole the night. It, it was an incredible moment to see you standing there, and get, it felt like the audience was. They were not just cheering for you for that win. It was finally getting the due for Ronda, for all of the other fights, and for being the, the, the greatest female fighter of all time in the sport. And I think people were giving you your due. Did you kind of sense that? Yeah. Yeah. 
sure. It was an uh, incredible moment. It was beautiful. What did Cyborg say to you when you were laying there on the floor? I didn't even remember, but <laughs> but I think she only she hugged me. I don't I don't remember if she she said anything. And okay. I, oh, go ahead. No, she just hugged her. She didn't oh, say she hugged her. Now, did you? Sh- I heard you shared a nice moment with uh, Halle Berry backstage. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, we we have a little talk. She t- she congratulated me and and say nice things. Yeah, you ruined the night. I'm only kidding. Oh, wait, was she there with, was she there with <laughs> she Cyborg? She was there with Cyborg. Oh, yeah. no. That's the last thing you want is your celebrity friend to watch you get knocked out in 50 uh, seconds. Hey, listen. Oh, wow. But I'm pretty sure Adriana Lima was very happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do you think she was happy? <laughs> because she was my, by my side. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, you're just saying just because of that, nothing to do with Halle Berry. No, I'm, 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 I'm saying like she heavy has has female's um friend there for her, but uh, at the other side, somebody was happy because I win. Yeah, it's female as well. I don't know if it was. a lot of people were happy. I was happy. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was on my feet. I, I was uh, I was not shocked that you won because again I pictured it. I was shocked that it happened in the first round. It was very funny too when Joe said, or "Is it did this uh, fight go the way you expected it to?" And you said yes, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, it was. I I knew it's gonna happen. I knew it's gonna be exact like that. I I knew it. I knew it. By the way, your your camp going. By the way, your sparring. You know what is gonna happen because you spar with a man. You know you spar with guys. You still there. You still like throw each other. And then my last sparring was the one say like, if she punches me like this guy, he she never gonna knock me out by a guy. Right, so you see, I still move. I still move forward, you know. Training with men, and, which prepared you, and so accurate. Yeah. yeah, you were great, Amanda. And we, uh, the we, guy, like the guy, like throw some bombers on me in the, in my last sparring. That was a little bit crazy. Uh, <laughs> I oh. do that, but my last sparring, this guy like throw bombs on me. Like my head in, at the house was a lot of bump in my in my head. It's like Jesus, I have to put some ice. Like two weeks before leaving my fight, I have these bumps in my head. <laughs> from tra- from sparring. For sparring, but um, that that sparring was good for me because I really like. If she punched me like this guy punched, I I'm, I'm still gonna move forward. I still gonna get in her face. I wonder if there was a rematch. What would her approach be? Try a double leg on you or something? <laughs> is she gonna try to strike yeah. with you again? She would. I would uh, like to see how she would approach this. A more patient. Slowly. Cyborg. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. More patient. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I yeah. You, I don't know if you can teach your old cyborg new tricks. I don't know. I don't know if she so long like that. You know, she's she don't like to wait. She what? She don't like waiting. You know, for a fight. She say that. <laughs> yeah, she's killing her with that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she don't like to wait for a fight, you know. I take one year for this fight. She was pissed off the whole time, only because she she waited for a long time. She always talked so much crap about me because I make her wait so long to to fight her, and then <laughs> sorry, and then I say to her like that is not my fault. This is what UFC. I give him, I give them my time. And they say, like, I, I can fight her, but I have to be ready. This is my day. And they accept you. That is not my problem. And then she, like, starts to, like, be mad at me for nowhere. And instead, mad at me, she's supposed to be mad at UFC. 
or take the fight, you know, or like be happy about the fight. But who knows? But I don't think. But I don't think she she's happy. I don't think she she's gonna be she's gonna want wait two two years for the fight again. The rematch. Probably not. No, she's not gonna wait two years. You handled business. You certainly <laughs> did. All right, Amanda. We have another call. We, we, we just we uh, we're really happy for you. It was an extremely Thank exciting you. fight, and and you're the greatest. So enjoy this, uh, and I can't wait to see you fighting yeah. again. Congrats, champ, champ. I'm, I'm very happy. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Thank we'll talk to you and uh, say goodbye to Nina for us, okay? Take care. Okay. Bye, guys. Oh, be right there. there. All right, goodbye, Nina. Hey, hey it's a I'll party. The whole time. Oh, man. <laughs> These girls are great. See you guys later. Take care. Later, girls. Take Bye. care. Guys, Congrats again. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. I love those girls. I like yeah. having them. They're friends of the they're officially friends of the show. I thought I, I say. I really thought she was hurt, but apparently not. Nah, man. No, I she looked clear headed, clear eyed the whole time. It was just in the one it was one or two shots uh, cyborg through in the very uh, in the first round. Oh I thought the whole thing's in the first round in the first five seconds. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You, I think it was actually the first right that Cyborg threw. It landed, but uh, in that kind of chaotic, it's hard to tell if it yeah. really hurt Amanda. But I mean, and it's funny shit. she she's so aggressive, Cyborg. Like when they, the, I like when the coach, she should have shouted out the name of the coach. I wonder who said that. The striking coach. I know it wasn't Team Thomas. Why did I say that? He wasn't there. <laughs> Only because he wasn't there. I was like the fuck with Thomas. But uh, how? Hey, right, when you hit her, she's gonna go crazy. She's gonna go after you. And it look and it's exactly what happened. Like she just kept going forward, Cyborg. The more she got hit, the more she wanted to get her, which is, you know, brave, but, right. you know, very predictable. Yeah, and not and the you one you seen, want to do it against. But you didn't see Amanda try to get out of there. You seen her back up, but then sitting on the pocket. She was in the pocket throwing. Like, she knew, like, she was confident in what she was throwing, not worried about what Cyborg was throwing. So awesome, Jimmy. Oh, your Jimmy. celebrity friend is there. <laughs> oh, Hal Barry was yeah. there. Halle Barry, not Hal Barry. After pay. All right, let's take a break. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to seven hundred bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a six ninety nine value. That's six hundred and ninety nine dollars for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. 
The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. That was lovely. Now back to um, now. We didn't talk about Jones Gustafson. We should touch on that. No, we'll get it. Are we done with the BJ Penn thing? Oh, we, you want to have a BJ? Oh, yeah, yes, you want to be a BJ. Right. Let's, let's watch this. Now, Chris made us die. Chris bullied us. Now, look. Now, this is the second. Is this the second round? No, it's uh, first it happened round. in the first round. Oh, it did happen in the first round. Yeah, yeah there's like two minutes and forty-five seconds into the first. And round. BJ was. Look at how he looks in shape. He looks good. He looks good. I like how. Yeah, BJ looked very good. I like how Ryan Hall uses his his, his kicking range, and he and he threatens. Look, he's threatening. He's threatening, and now he, he threatens with that kick. Now look at the roll. He but does. it's just the flop drives me crazy. I yeah, know. but look how he hooks the leg. No, it did work, but it look he, he boom he lowers his level. He go. reaps the leg now. Ah, oh my god, he's it, so you know quick. What, listen. There's escapes. How could BJ? That there, was so fast. There's no way to get out of it. No human. Go back and, and pause it, and when he gets it locked on, please. Let me see. And stop. Yeah, it's hard uh, to, that's, it's it's hard hard to, to pause it. it like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, now BJ went to sit back, step back, and put his foot to uh, kick off that. And uh, kick off his uh, grip on his on his heel. Right, that is dangerous. If he could bring that right leg back and control his elbow, and that that's a different story. Again, I was just going over this with my buddy Jason Rao. He lives on the legs. He's one of my black belts. He works a lot with Dan and her and them. And now look from here. Which elbow should yeah, he have controlled? Uh, go, yeah, you can't. If if he when he if he sits back like that and holds his right hand on his like if he sits back with the right. Now, if he, yeah, because he's so far away, like it, it's he'd have to sit up and back if he steps back like that and control the elbow that's holding the heel. You follow me? That's hard. Yeah, it, well, I that's mean, too hard. Listen, that <laughs> you, you're going with a guy that has a school name 50 50, he knows how to take legs, and uh, he had it in deep. So, could he have gotten out? Yeah, you could break it down all day long, just like with arm locks. Could Danaher have gotten I out mean, of that? <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, he, I want to say get caught too. I want to say yes, but I want to say that anybody can get caught. Sure. And that is the beauty of jujitsu. And when you get an expert who has a uh, a submission sunk in deep, you know, you've seen you've seen Wilson um Hayes. Hayes, yes, gets uh, get arm locked by uh Mighty Mouse. I mean, and that guy's a jujitsu uh, champion. Yeah. So, does he not know how to get out of an arm of course, lock? Of course, right. He could break down and show you ways to get out of that same arm lock. So, anytime you see somebody caught in something like BJ's caught in this, and all these guys are showing great escapes, and that's great. And maybe they do that live in practice, maybe they don't. It doesn't mean I mean, listen, Michael Chiesa, and we're going to talk about that too eventually, his fight with Carlos Condon, sure. which was a beautiful thing. Hydrated Kiesa, dude. That's how. <laughs> yeah, let, me, I, right. let me tell you something. I, I, not to get all over the place, but at one point during that fight, uh, Joe Rogan and Dominic Cruz were talking about how well Carlos was good at snatching some submissions off the back. But the times has kind of changed. Guys are uh, familiar with it. Fast forward, he almost he got him in a beautiful arm lock. Yes, Kiesa yeah. got out. Is that the end of the first round? Am I remember yes, that correctly? Yes, it yeah. was in the first round. There was a beautiful, beautiful grappling exchanges. In that fight. I guess we're going to segue into that, I guess. 
I mean, the Kiesa, Kiesa versus Condit. Beautiful grappling exchanges, Jimmy. Yep. I was so impressed with Kiesa. Could we talk about how he finished with a one-armed Kimura? That was inc- fucking, I've never seen that before. Unbelievable, yeah. I'm hitting it. I'm hitting the fucking Despite the criticism from Chris's friends. I know. Chris's friend doesn't like me hitting the fucking soundboard too much. That fucking guy. But he's a big one-armed fan. One-armed Kimura. But that, I, I deserve the that. applause button. Yeah, sure it is. Oh, well, look at me. don't look no, at me I like said, that. Totally fine, I, don't give me the deadpan look that I, I'm at. I'm not attacking your friend. No, he's well, a friend I, no, of the no, show. No, it's just, yeah, it's somebody listens to the show. It's not even. All right. What did he say? Matt was him. abusing the buttons. He was just saying, he, on, he was giving like very honest feedback. He was like, I really love the show. He's like, he just doesn't like you know, it. Sometimes I can get crazy. Are a little, it gets a little crazy sometimes. Maybe they yeah. don't listen what to else you know. did he say? He didn't like? no, I swear to God. That's what all else I said. did he like about this? Because I'm already, is what he about following me? me so I can said, block he, him? He was like, an, the other guy, he's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one armed Kimura. And it's funny, man. I was watching it with that my buddy. Uh, one armed Kimura is a great name. Kimura Lad's weird. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Kamora uh, lad, Jimmy. Uh, all right, so I, I hate to, I hate <laughs> to keep Kimura doing it to you. We, we got to get Volkanovsky on the phone, and then we'll Why do our picks. Why would you hate to talk to, uh, No, no, I just don't want to like... To uh, Alexander the Great. I feel like I'm rushing you guys. Let me tell you, you, man. And we got something to talk about, though. Yeah. That we, we're not getting off that one-armed Kamora, you know? And when that happened, my buddy Bam Bam, Frankie Oegi, uh, he was there with me. He's one of my black belts. He goes, yo, I wonder if he's if that he got that on the floor. He does that a lot in practice. And Jimmy, I go, dude, I guarantee he's going to say he does that all the time in training. What did he say on the mic? It's the first thing he said, Jimmy. Not the first thing. But he did say, he goes, oh, I get that move all the time. I fucking knew it. The way he did it. He was so confident when he had that thing. Go ahead. Do we have uh, Alexander on the phone? Yes, we do. Alexander the Great. What's up, man? Talking to Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, what's that? Hey, can you hear me? Oh, yes, we, we got can. you, man. Thanks for waking up early. Oh, what, what time no, is it? Oh, I have to get up at like four forty in the morning. Oh, dude, we appreciate <laughs> that, man. But we want the world. We want to celebrate your win because that was that was huge. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, unreal feeling, unreal feeling. It's just funny. Uh, I swear the. The daughters know when I've got to get up early. All night they were. She's a bit crook, so she was up all night. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, that'll be right. I must be getting up early. They yeah. got this uh, built sense in them. They they just know when they're not meant to. When they're meant to have a good sleep or a bad sleep, they just know. <laughs> now listen, that was one hell of a fight, man. What a bond burner of a fight. Yeah. And now, at any point, will you? I. At, he did. You got your wits right about you when he dropped you with that. Uh, what was it uh, one? It was a left right, was it? But you got. But by the time your butt hit the floor, you were already. I could tell you were clear headed, right or wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was clear headed the whole time. So yeah. even when he um, that's the start of that flurry, he ended up landing a, a right like a. I had my high guard, but one just snuck through, and then it like sort of got me off balance. And um, again, I was still clear-headed then, but then he just tried to go in for the kill. So I was like, all right, you know, be careful. here. He's going to come in hard, weather the storm. And then um, he done that. I still tried to get in his face, and then he ended up landing that. Um, I think it was a 2-3. And then that one ended up sitting me on my ass. But the same thing, I still felt uh, perfectly fine in there, very clear-headed. Got bounced right back up. Again, knowing that he's just going to go in for the kill, so I just had to be careful. Um, but it's... But at the same time, let him know I'm all right, and then put the pressure straight back on. Did you smile at him? That, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I smiled, smiled. I was pretty much smiling the whole time, but I absolutely <laughs> loved it in there. But even, oh, after, yeah. even after I went down, I just honestly, straight after I went down, and I ended up landing a left hook that sort of 
stopped him, and then I just put the pressure straight back on. I could see it in his eyes. He was just like, far out. That was my chance. I don't know. What have I done now? And you, I just I just put it on him after that. And you gave him no chance to recover because he landed some well-timed takedowns. And it's not like you get, if a guy gets a takedown, it's, it's, even if it's well-timed, it's tired. The up and down is tiring. So the fact that the second you guys hit the floor, you did not give him a chance to settle at all. So his, I mean, it was a yep. battle. You made it really a battle of not only skill, of just endurance. And I think that p- played a major role in how this ended. I mean, it ended with, it brutally, which was, which was, which was, it was very, it was awesome to watch. But you saw Chad starting to get a little tired, and you made him question yep. going for those takedowns because it's like, hey, man, if I get this takedown, I, I'm not slowing him down. I mean, you're right back up. Amazing. That, that's exact. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was that was actually the game plan, a bit of the game plan as well. Obviously, it would be better if I don't get taken down, but I was never ever going to worry about him taking me down so uh, I wasn't I was just purely going to be in his face focus on his hands and my hands put the pressure on land the jabs tire him out if he goes for the takedown if I stop it good if I don't straight back up because with me getting out of holding me down is very very hard same for him you know we've got short legs and, uh, yeah um, and it's very easy for us <laughs> I can relate very easy yeah. for us to get back to us so, yeah exactly right yeah you know so it's it's very easy for us to, to get back to our feet. So I was never worried. So you could even see when he'll take me down. Even, um, I don't know if you've seen, but the first takedown, he gets me down and then I'm like butt scooting to the cage. 100%. And I've got one of my corners like, yeah, yeah, back, back, back. He's like sort of, not panicking, but he's like trying to yell at me. I'm like, ah, relax, I'm up, I'm up. Like I literally go, I'm up, I'm up. While he was hanging on to my legs, he was hanging on for dear life. He just wanted to slow the pace down a bit. And I'm like, I'm up, I'm up. And then I literally got straight back up and, you could just see it in his face. Even even in the first round, I'd land jabs, put the pressure on, and I could just see he just wanted he just wanted to breathe. You know, he just wanted give me a couple of seconds with, yeah. you know, like you know, obviously my pressure is that full on in front of him. I'm making him you know answer so many questions. I could just see him wanting to escape that just for a couple of seconds. I just didn't give him the chance, and it just uh, it eventually got to him. Now, yeah, the pressure was amazing, and when you talk pressure. A guy, when you think of pressure, you think of a, like a Max Holloway, okay, the champ. Yeah. Now, you you were calling him out. You think how? I like that you say that you feel you match up well with him. Where do you feel like you can capitalize, or is that all you want to keep that a little secret? Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, it's no secret that you know, uh, you know Max Holloway. He's you know he's like I said, I've got a lot of respect for him. He's a gun, you know. You, you know he's a he's a gangster in the sport. I, lo- I love his style. But um, you know, he again, like you said, he's pressure. Even though he's tall, people like think he he loves his range. He he, he actually comes forward, uh, you know, stays pretty pretty much in the pocket. I don't even think he has that that long of reach, to be honest. But um, he just loves being in people's faces and breaks them that way. But I mean, that's just where I'm so comfortable and where I'm most dangerous too. So if you choose to be there, which you know that he, that's another thing about him. He's a type of fighter that. You know, he'll, he'll try and prove me wrong and he will stay in my face. And then I've got my wrestling on top of that. But then big punches and then that wrestling, I just think, uh, you know, it'll be a bad matchup for him. If he really, really wants to put that pressure on me, he's leaving himself open for a lot of, a lot of you know, for my style. And that's why I just think that I'm a really bad matchup. Obviously, again, I can't give away too much, but it's pretty obvious that, you know, like I said, you know, he hasn't versed a, a, a high-level wrestler or a guy that, you know, is good at putting... Put getting takedowns and, and working ground and pound and things like that for a while. The last time someone really tried to do that was Conor McGregor. 
and um, you know he got taken down. Obviously, he's a lot. He's probably a lot better than, than he was sure. then. But at the same time, you know, I just think uh, my wrestling's on on, a, on another level as well. When it comes to setting up takedowns into you know, you know with punches and things like that and timing, and I just think that you know my MMA wrestling is, is on another level. Obviously, I didn't tr- I didn't choose to do that. Um, on the weekend, my game plan was more to stand up. If he tries to take me down, I'll get back up. Oh, if the shot was there, I'll do it. But yeah. you know, I didn't. I didn't have to commit to it. Like uh, I know he would get back up, and I was actually looking for punches off the clinch and just things like that because I knew it was going to be a scramble. And I just again, I just wanted to suffocate him in there. But you know, against Max Holloway, the game plan would be, be a little bit different. But um, you know, I had to throw the name out there again. There, a lot of people are saying there's nothing left for him in the division, and I just don't believe that. I reckon. Take out a wrestler, and then you—you you know you could literally say you're—you are one of the best of all time. Now, has, uh, has endurance always been your strong suit? I mean, how hard do you train endurance? Because that was one of the most impressive things to me. Yeah. Because when I was watching it, I go, "This is a competitive battle." I mean, Chad was was in the fight until he wasn't in the fight until you actually broke him. And part of that's the endurance, man. You weren't slowing your pace; you were in his face, and it was suffocating. What do you do for your endurance? Or again, is, are you always been blessed with endurance? I've always been really fit. That's just something that um, even when I was a 97 kilogram or 2,214 uh, pounds playing football, I've always been I've always been the type that I play the full match. I do a lot of hit ups. I've always had that drive, but at the same time, I train really hard. Um, you know, I'm based out of a freestyle fighting gym. That's locally where I'm at, but I train out of Tiger Muay Thai. Uh, I do a bit of, out there in Thailand, but I, I do. I usually finish my my camp in uh, New Zealand with City Kickboxing um, with the guys like there, Dan Hooker, um, you know Israel Adesanya, yeah. Kaikara France, guys like that. You know, with the boys over there, and, and you know they train real hard, which is something you know I, I love it. And you know the structure we got over there, really, really. Like I said, I spent my last three weeks over there, and each week I just level, level, leveled up, and I was just peaked exactly at the right time. My confidence was on a high, and you could actually see it out there as well. But, yeah, you're definitely right. It's something that's always been with me, but obviously it's, uh, it's hard work at the same time. Now, you were used to 214 pounds when you played rugby, and you're 145 now. Yeah. That's a 69-pound difference. What, were, you, were you fat? I mean, I can't see being fat and playing rugby. <laughs> what happened, and how, and how did you lose that? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty chubby, ain't going to lie. <laughs> uh, mate, I'm telling you, I would have had, had 100 pounds on my head I had a fucking mess. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yes. But I had a massive head, mate. <laughs> My head was huge. I don't know if you've seen the photos, but that's something that, I, again, I always say this in every interview. When I, when I thought I was starting to lose the weight, I was thinking, what am I going to do with his head? <laughs> I can't have a 66-kilo body with this fucking huge head of me on of mine. But luckily, my head sort of shrunk with, with the body, so... Yeah, just it was a bit, a bit of a process, but you know, well, like that's why I fought at middleweight. My first four fights were at middleweight, then um, welterweight. You know, my only loss was at welterweight against you know the pound for pound number one in Australia at the time, and, and this was very early in my career. Like, I, you know, I should never have really took that fight, but um, you know, I was just the type of person that I just fought anybody, anywhere, you know, any any weight. Um, so I'm lucky enough to only have that one loss, but you know, it's it's made me who I am today. So you know. I uh, bring it in in the in the fight, you know. Even when I I fight these uh, featherweights and stuff like that, I look at them and I'm like, "Fuck, these guys are small." But like, even though they tower over, you know what I mean? I've got that little man syndrome. I think I'm ten foot tall. 
<laughs> now you, you've lost so much weight. What is this the natural, comfortable place for you? Obviously, I mean, if you fought at middleweight, welterweight, I mean, you, you were walking around at, at almost heavyweight when you were playing rugby. Is is this a comfortable place for you to, to come all the way down here? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, like I said, I used to just sit at like ninety-seven kilograms like the whole time, or two hundred fourteen around. Now I was just sitting there. But then um, I started losing the weight. Then I'd sit at like um, I only know. Yeah, kilograms, so I'll say it in kilograms. So, you know, I end up being at like, you know, 93, then it'd be 88, and just slowly cut, went down. You know, if I try to put on weight, I would never go back past these certain numbers, you know. And just now, like, I probably couldn't, I couldn't even hit 80, if, if I, even if I tried. But, um, you know, a year ago, I'd be like, you know, a year and a half ago, or two years ago, I'd fight at 66. And within the week, I'd be up at 86. Right. Just full of water. I'd blow it up really, really easy. And I'd I'll tap my, my belly after like four or five days and a little ripple, literally ripple like water. That's how much water I hold. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's that, them days are sort of over. I've uh, been a little bit more professional with how, how things are. But um, at the same time, you know, uh, even this time, I'll probably put on a few kilos. And my legs right now, I'm looking at my bloody legs, they're still fat from the aeroplane. All the water that I have, they all just sat down on my ankles. I've got cankles at the moment, but all good. <laughs> hey, so is it, how much did you have to cut the week of the fight? And I guess after losing all that weight, weight cuts are, are probably, you don't look at them the same way a lot of other people do since you've lost 70 pounds. Yeah, well, it, um, I'm about, you know, I probably got down to like 72, like a week out. I was at 72 for, for a while, like 73, 72. So that's actually reasonably light for me. And um, and then, like I said, I hold a lot of water. So then I was uh, just, every day I'll just be like losing a bit. So once I started water loading and then cut the carbs and the sodiums, I'd lose like over a kilo a day. And wow. then I only end up doing like, yeah, I only end up doing like two kilos in the sauna, you know, the, on fight day. I didn't, you know, I wouldn't touch the sauna all week. I literally just from water loading, I'll just wake up. Um, you know, a kilo lighter every day for the last three days. And, um, yeah, I think I had about um, two kilograms to lose. And even then, it just made, it, it just poured off me. I end up, uh, I end up getting down to 65. So what's that, like 143 um, or something I end up getting to. And then I was like, oh, shit, I better put some back on before the weigh-in. But, um, you know, it just, yeah, it just falls off me, the water. So it's all good. But, I mean, I put, like I said, a whole lot of water. So I end up, we end up looking at the numbers and supposedly I was, when it goes to percentages, I put on the most out of everyone on the card. I put on like 14% uh, back on uh, for the fight, which is uh, like I didn't, you know, I, I was actually reasonably heavy. I was surprised that I got that heavy as well. But, um, but yeah, I, I didn't think I would be the most. Well, let me tell you, if, you know, I know, you know, you, call, you have to, hit, you know, aim for the top. You called out the champ. If that doesn't work yeah. out, I'd be excited to see you fight any one of these Frankie guys. Edgar is what I was just... Uh, that's, that's, that's what you're looking uh, at. Besides Max, of course, <laughs> yeah. you and Frankie Edgar. Wow. What a fucking war that would be. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah, man. We well, let's just finish the Battle of the Hobbits. You know what I said? We'll <laughs> the Battle of the Hobbits. <laughs> you know, we've got to... You know what I mean? Like, hey, well, you know, look, I'm, I'm happy to fight anyone. You know, obviously, Frankie Edgar's... Again, I like I, I love the I love the bloke. Well, I love it. You know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the sport as well. You know, I'm a I'm a pretty humble bloke. You know, so I'm a fan, but at the same time, you know, I know what needs to be done, and uh, I'll you know I'd love to fight him. And then again, um, I, what did I say in my, my fight? Like you know, I think he needs Max needs to prove he can beat a wrestler. Why not 
us all take each other out and whoever wins takes on Max. So um, that makes a bit of sense. Because I thought guys like me, Chad or Frankie Edgar would be bad or, you know, maybe a Mursa Bektik or something could be, you know, or maybe not Mursa gassed um, in, in his fight against uh, Darren Elkin. So that might not be a good idea for Max Holloway. But you know what I mean? So us shorter... Sort of in a high-paced fighters with good wrestling, I think would be bad matchups for uh, Max. So if that's what they want, let's see who's uh, who's the king hobbit, and let's, uh, let's let's fight for the title. Although you know, I you know they may have, and this is I'm guessing, but Frankie did have Max lined up and then fought Ortega and lost, and we saw and he's fought Jose twice. So there's Ortega, yeah. Jose, and Frankie is number three. Frankie may be next in line for Max if there's going to be anybody in the featherweight division. It may just be to to have that fight, because I also think that's a great matchup. But if that matchup doesn't happen, I would love to see you and Frankie, and then the winner gets uh, Max if he chooses to stay at Featherweight. You'd have my money. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be keen to fight anyone. Anyone in front of me, that's that's the goal. So I got uh, I got lucky with the Chad Mendes fight. Obviously, well, I called him out. Not like, like I said, not many people want to call out Chad Mendes, no. but I'm a type of fighter that I want to fight people in front to move me forward. You know, I'm... I'm I want a fast track to the to that title. Um, so that's, you know, whoever it is, it, it is, you know what I mean? I believe I, I've got so many tools when it goes, you know, wrestling, grappling, you know. Uh, you know, there's a lot of us that are very well-rounded, but I just feel like I put it together, you know, uh, and I'm a bit more calculated when it you know comes to putting it all together than most people. Sure. So I just feel like if I'm struggling in one aspect, I've always got, you know, another, another uh, couple of aspects that I could always really... Utilize so uh, you know I'm I'm happy to fight anyone in there. Well, man, you're very exciting. Yeah, that was a huge win. Congratulations! That was a that was a great fight. <clears throat> appreciate it. Appreciate it. It was good fun, man. I actually really enjoyed it. And it's probably the most fun I've ever had in a fight. It looks like you had a ball. And not many man. people <laughs> probably yeah, you know, not many people would probably say that about fighting Chad Mendes. Obviously, you know, you you got to look at. We knew the whole time he's going to be explosive. He's going to be dangerous, but. You know, I was aware of that, and I knew that, you know, all I needed to do is, you know, even when he was throw, I've seen a lot of the stuff coming because I felt like um, there were more panic punches just from my pressure. That was the whole point. I was going to force things. I was going to force him to shoot, force him to punch, look for counters, and maybe finish him that way. But if not, block and then stay on him and tire him out, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, game, game plan went well, and, you know, now, now I'm ready for the top, whoever they get. Let's do it. And before we let you go, obviously uh, one of your teammates, Israel Adesanya, who's one of my favorite fighters, coming up against another guy I love, Anderson Silva. I, I, obviously, you're going to be at yeah. that fight. What are you? What are your thoughts on that fight? Yeah, man, that's, that's unreal. You know, legend of the sport. Absolutely love. Uh, man, I'm telling you, I love absolutely everyone in the bloody UFC roster. But you know, again, I'm a fan of a fan of the sport, and you know, Anderson Silva's are great. But I mean, just you know. Israel, when it comes to stand up, I just even think he's still on another level. And um, I just think, you know, he's young and hungry. I just don't think it's a very good idea for Anderson. But, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, you know, I can almost guarantee uh, Izzy's hand being raised. Are they saying, did Dana say the winner is getting a shot at the title? Or am I, did I make that up in my head? Anderson will, he said. Uh, if Anderson will. You wins. know what? Well, they said, if, yeah, I think they said that. But knowing that, you know. Both of them, both of them, you know, or if he's wins, he's definitely getting the title. Well, I can guarantee you the winner gets um, gets a title shot. All right, well, listen, man, we're, we uh, we loved watching you fight. Congratulations on that great win, and I'm sure we'll see you. It'll be, uh, I'm going to guess, against Frankie or Max next, so uh, I look forward to seeing you fight again. Yeah, man, congrats, Alexander. Um, 
Yeah, thank you. It was good to be on the show. It was good to hear that uh, that Jersey accent. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I was going to say you have an awesome accent as well. <laughs> there you go, mate. You know what? <laughs> All right, man. Take care, uh, Alexander. Alexander, thanks a lot. Take care, man. All our best. No worries. Thank you. See you. Right. He's a he's a intense guy, yeah. a guy that enjoys his job, yep. <clears throat> and polite. You know, and I mean, you know, I like I like that guy a lot. I can't wait I to see too. Alexander again. Now, really quick. Uh, all right, so listen, my the back to the uh, we talked about BJ. All right, um, I, you know, again, what's next for him? I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I love the guy. He's already done enough in the sport to walk away with his head high. That's obviously not a and, loss, uh, though. That is. That it, it meaning it's a fast loss, but it's not a beating, which no. he could be ready to fight relatively soon. Yeah, uh, whatever. I I love the guy. Um, I want to talk. Hey, congrats to Ryan Hall. I can't wait to see what's next with him. The guy is um, just a true like martial artist. Very, he's got that zen coming out of him, and a very humble guy. <clears throat> and um, I like him a lot as well. I can't oh. wait to see him fight. I always told you I'm a huge fan. Yes, of his uh, of his fighting style, which uh, some people aren't. And how do you say uh, Pieter Jan? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I thought it was Peter Jan. Uh, that's no way. But they were saying Pietra Jan. Pietra you know. Jan against Douglas uh, Silva de Andrade. Yep. What an incredible fight that was. I think people kind of overlooked that one oh, yeah. because there was a corner stoppage. Uh, uh, Silva de Andrade's corner stopped the fight after the second round. Where I don't remember where. I was sitting behind his corner. And I couldn't. Where was the cut? Was it on his eye, above his eye? I don't yeah, remember where the it, cut was. I believe it was above his eye, and it was just a good. I, he was taking a lot he of shots. He was taking a lot I, of I shots. It was, that's it's good to see. I think as the sport evolves, you're going to see corners go. You know what? He could win that third round. Doesn't seem like he's going to. He's taking a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah. Fight another day. Um, you know, let's extend this guy's yeah, fight really, career before because I know we we got several other fights to talk about. Yeah, so. and we get to our picks too. Yes, um, <clears throat> really quick. The. Um, Megan, Megan, Megan Anderson and, against Kat Zingano. Megan Anderson ah. versus Kat uh, Zingano. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Kat's been getting some shit. For, oh. and, uh, for what? I, I, that's well, nonsense. That's what, that's what I don't, that's what I'm not shit happy for about. What? And, uh, you know, this is the thing. And, I, and I, this is what I said to Kat. I, 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 I talked to, to Kat through text or whatever. Because it, it hit me hard. Because... Kat, when I say a warrior, if you watch some of her fights, including the champ champ, sure. including Amanda Nunes, a fight that she she has a, a win, you know, and she had to weather some a hard, hard, hard first round or first round and a half before she turned the tide and right. ended up getting a victory. And she's known for that. She had a tough fight, tough fight with Misha Tate, and she battled through and won. You know what I mean? One and won viciously. So she's a warrior. Mm -hmm. Kat Zingano. I, 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 she has fighting spirit, you know? So when she had to stop with that fight, now, there's, you've seen the toughest guys on the planet get a finger in the eye, and nobody's questioning anything. And they're stopping there. Some guys are throwing themselves against, oh, my, my eye, and I can't see. She did not do that. She took a, now look, let's, she took, a, I never seen this before, but the big toe, Megan's big toe, went straight into her eyeball. Long legs, Megan has long very legs. long limbs. And yeah, let's face let's face it. What is a big toe? It's like a it's, a, it's like a little person's thumb, basically. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a digit. Yeah, being yeah. thrown. Yes. By the way, not being and thrown on a fist, being thrown on a leg, like a bat. Yeah. So I mean, it's not even a little poke in the eye. You could see in the so replay. She she sucked it up, and she. I mean, 
she was she thought she was blinded. You know she immediately I mean? went when, when someone like Kat Zingano, she kind of just turned away and like put her hand like okay, enough enough. You know something's wrong. Right. It's not this is not I just got hit hard. Now, Kat's, listen, yeah. Kat's got a good sense of humor because I, I I basically said to her what I said to you right there. You know, because I like her. She's very friendly. I, I you know I, I you know I'm friendly with her. Sure. So you know she wrote back thanks. Like you know I kind of needed that. And it was nice. It was nice. So at the end of it, I go. I, I thought I pushed the limit a little bit because I'm friendly with her. I go listen. I go. But hey, listen, if anybody could pull off an eye patch, it's you, Kat. You know? <laughs> What's pull it, you know what I mean? So I didn't hear nothing, so I got worried. <laughs> I got worried. I fucking too soon type of thing. So she wrote back with a she texted back with a gif of a, like a of a cat as a pirate. She goes, I always wanted to be a pirate. If you had like a, a funny cat doing a walk. Listen, good sense of humor. I like it. Maybe listen, it, it doesn't it's not I'm not saying it. You had to be there, but it was funny. She had a good sense of humor about it, and she said the eye's going to be okay. Um, hey, what can I say? The you know, uh, and, and probably listen, and people on the same in the same um, same uh, what in the same breath? Yes, yep. in the same breath. What you're saying let's not let's not take away from Megan. Again, yeah. it was it was the yeah. big toe that got in the eye, but she threw the kick, and she meant to kick her in the face. She meant to hurt her. Did she know the toe was going to go in the eye, whatever? She meant to hurt her. She stopped the fight. It was a legit stoppage. But, uh, you know, don't question Kat's... Uh, Toughness. You know, no, Cat has a player. damaged. Just for people, if they're, I mean, it's yeah. insane if you think Cat like, is like faking it or yeah. something. Damaged iris and retina, hemorrhage in the back of her eye, increased glow pressure, and a laceration on her Lid. Uh, eyelid. Yeah, it's it's so just it's like it was a real. People, yeah, it's a real thing. Do you, people don't know. Like I'm sure people aren't questioning if it was a, if she faked it or not. But I'm just saying, like it was. You know, she had she saw she took that. As good as somebody's going to take that, oh, you know. Yeah. There's people are. I've seen. I've seen guys. I've cornered guys. I mean that. There's guys that go on the floor. Ah, they think that. It's you know. It's one of those things where don't don't be on the outside saying, oh, how come she didn't fight on? That looks. Know. It yeah. looked awful. It's, you knew something yes, was very yes. wrong. Uh, well, I was gonna say, and it's too bad too. And I hope that they run that fight back because I was really looking forward to that fight. That they was will. one of the ones uh, I was hoping. And, to, and, and I know we're getting to John Jones. Before we do Jones, go ahead. I have a complaint. Talk uh -oh. to me. Okay. What? Olavsky, Walt Harris. Yeah. I watched that fight. Okay. Walt Harris clearly won that fight. Oh, yeah. 29 28, I thought. Yep. 29 28. And what the fuck <laughs> is somebody seeing 30 27 Arlovsky? Yeah, it's crazy. It's literally insanity. How do you see that 29 28, 29 28? And then twenty seven thirty in favor of fucking Arlovsky. Yeah, it's what judge did that? It's it's Dave Hagen was that judge? Is he the one who's made other fucking shit decisions? No, I'm looking here. I mean, and, and actually at two thirty two made the right call, gave Millinder twenty nine twenty eight over Bahadurzada. So it's not like it was you know, but that sure. is egregious. I think, to think uh, that was a horrendous. You know what they should do for judges like like the one in that fucking uh, Triple G fight? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously a different sport. You should be forced to sit there on a decision like that with other judges watching, and they should be able to go, you can never judge again. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this, that's this, shit. Yeah, man, that's bad. just, uh, we're not changing that uh, anytime soon. How the fuck do you get 30 27 Arlovsky and 29 28, 29 28 Walt Harris? Walt yeah. Harris clearly won that fight. Yeah, yeah, you don't, nobody, who, I don't know. Do you know what I, I mean? It, it, I, I know exactly what you mean. If he put 29 28 uh, Arlovsky, yeah. How do you give three rounds to Arlovsky? No, for sure. And it's scary because it's like, not that that fight 
you know, it's it's a it's a prelim fight. It's not a title fight. It's there's not a lot of like you know number one contender or anything involved in that. But what if it is a fight like that, where then you get a judge that's, that's hey, that guy stinks off, as yeah. a judge. He stinks. Also, Montel Jackson. Yeah. How many fights has he had? I think that's his second UFC fight. Yeah, Brian right. Kelleher is having a hard time lately. Yeah. yeah. How many is that in a row for him? Here, hold on. Let me get Montel Jackson. Four. Um, yeah, Brian's having a hard time. I'm thinking four for Brian. No, I don't think so because he has a win over Burrell pretty recently. I think it might be two in a row now. Okay. But he's, yeah, I, was way I, thought, off. I thought it was three. Maybe it's two. Yeah, I could double check. But well, uh, just give it a little check. That is his. Oh now. So that was Montel Jackson's, Jackson's second UFC fight. How did it go? His he first is, fight. He's six. He lost to Ricky Simone. Who? Oh, uh, Ricky Simone's fought. a stud. Though. Very tough. Yeah, that was a unanimous decision loss. So, but he's six and one overall. And Kelleher, I'm just double checking. He's lost two straight, oh, but sorry. then he had two over Damian Stasiak and uh, Hannah Brown. Sorry, Brian. So, and yeah. uh, not for nothing, Curtis Millinder. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you. Sayar. Bahadur Zada. Bahadur Zada. It was a fun fight, man. Absolutely. That dude should be the zombie. That guy, his name. Yeah. Sahar. Sayar. Sahar. Sahar. I think the kink in the armor here is uh, Curtis's um, wrestling and jiu-jitsu. We, there might be a problem there in paradise. Standing up, he's looking studly. And you're like, yo, this guy's this guy could give it, but Sahar could take it. A- and he was still in the fight. But, you, you know, I want to see what happens when Curtis meets a better wrestler and a better ground guy. Right. A better guy who's good on ju- with jiu-jitsu because he was having issues down there. He wasn't getting back up too, too easily and... Uh, and the guys were just gaining. I mean, uh, uh, Sahar Sahar was Sahar was getting position on him very easily, and a guy who's more um, fluent with his jujitsu and, and grappling could could be a real problem for him. So, you know, I, I first I was like, man, this guy could be the uh, the next big thing, and I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying he's got to address those not holes, but. They need work. Tighten yeah. him up a little. No, Tighten sure. that up. Well, right. If you were game planning against him, you go, okay, yeah. if we can get him down, that's going to be our, our best chance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, uh, Latifi uh, Anderson, another one I picked wrong. I thought Latifi won the first round. Close a, a fight. Little slow. Yeah, yeah, not the greatest fight, but again, I thought Corey Anderson deserved the win. Yes. Yep. Uh, Latifi's, a, Latifi's tough, though, man. He's like a very raging tough. bull. Sometimes he comes in like a big hooks. Like, like a, you know, he comes in like firing, but, you know, it's bursts. You know, yeah, yeah. you survive those bursts, and then and then you know Corey is, is a exhausting guy because you you know you don't get him out of there. He mixes in the grappling real well. So you got to fight that off, and you, then he goes back to his long strikes. And so you know he he fought. You know he's always a game guy. That Corey Anderson. You know he's always coming to to to, to fight, and he's got a good team of behind him with Mark Henry and Ricardo Almeida and them, and and uh, so you know. You know, good job, Corey Anderson. Great job, Jones Gustafson. Um, yeah. By the way, I can tell I get two points for the fucking. Yeah, you were two for five, Jimmy. Matt, you were two for five, and old Chris producer was three for five. Ooh. Actually, because I switched to, to Kiesa, I was gonna have kind of. Ah, Kiesa, hydrated Kiesa. Yeah. New man, Jones. And I want to see what's next. First of all, I love the inside leg trip. I love yeah. the the grappling exchanges with him and Carlos. Uh, Carlos went for a beautiful arm lock. Like we were talking earlier, they were saying how oh, well he. Used to get the arm lock, but now things have changed. He had him in a deep arm lock. He oh, had yeah. that foot nip. It takes an instant to get that on, and with the gloves, it sticks. But Kiesa put his right foot up on the up on his body and slipped out of that, and it was. But then right away, put it back on him, and really nice exchanges in that first round. 
uh, with the grappling. It even ended with a nice exchange. Yep. So, uh, and then I liked how Collins was going for the legs a lot to get out. It was fun. But then, man, once he got past that guard, and that's why it's always good to I, I, And Joe Rogan was talking about this, and him and Dom, Dominic Cruz were talking about that. And they weren't arguing about it, but I think they had a different um, point of view on it. With I love Joe, Dominic. I, <laughs> yeah, Dominic's good. Yeah, well, you're like, he's very opinionated. I opinionated. love him. But I agree more with Joe in a Underhooks. sense where I, I, I agree with Joe as far as I believe in a, instead of being in someone's guard, I like to improve the position. And I like when a fighter does that. Like, if, for instance, instead of just winning the fight in Carlos's, and it could be a case for case. Some guys have shit guards. You might want to sit in there and beat them up. But like, like um, well, I mean, Frank Yeager did that against Yair, who doesn't have a shit guard. But well, again, there's times you might elect to do that. Or else you can get Chael Sonnen for the Henderson Silva. Yeah. But it's, I, I feel it's always, almost always better. To get improve your position because it's less stuff you can get caught in, more damage you could do from side control, less he could do to you. Mount even worse, back with both hooks flattened even worse. Something out of Khabib's book. I mean, improve your position for a better a better uh, position to submit right. and a better position to beat him down without likely of getting caught in anything. So you saw a big difference with Kiesa when Kiesa got a past his guard. Yep. When he got past his guard, it was a matter of seconds yeah. before he set that Kamora up. And that thing was fucking beautiful. And listen to me. I wasn't going to do this nuts today, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the Kimura. It seems like guys are favoring. Jimmy, I'm not against it. It seems like guys are favoring Go side ahead. control now more than, I, I think. I don't know. I more feel like guys, more, more than, more than karate chops. Or more than, yeah, certainly more than karate chops. Or the mount, you or, say? Yeah, or the mount. It seems like guys are, 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 it seems to me. I don't know. It's some, some wrestlers might feel it's better. Some, especially wrestlers, they're good at, they're usually used to pinning people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, they're so good at that side control position where when they get mounts, it, not as much as jujitsu guys. I right. mean, you get guys like, um, I'm sorry, it's fucking, well, I mean, obviously. George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Aljo Sterling, yeah. um, uh, Verdum, guys like that mounted. It's a problem. I'm, I'm, who just put Ben Saunders, please? Oh, hold on a second. I know who that no, was. No, come on, man. Uh, uh, Gennady Golovkin. I don't want to. No, <laughs> I know his name and you're fucking Mar- with me. Layla Mar- Ali. Marais. Marais. No, no. Marais. Uh, Marais. Yes. Yeah. What? I, I'm, uh, Marais. I can't think of his name. Yes. Marlon. No, no, it's not Marlon. Stop. Man. Frank. No, come on. It's Sergio Marais. That's it. Yeah. Sergio. Uh, like a mount like that. I mean, you know, listen. <laughs> they they've been mounting guys for like uh, twenty years now, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, true. But cross side is a great position to get guys crucifixed. Yeah, well, which Kiesa went for for a second. Oh man, though. Kiesa, man, I'm so impressed. I, want, I can't wait to see what's next for him. Called out Magni. That'll be a fun fight. Wow, did he? Oh, he did call out Magni. Yeah, that would be a fun fight. That makes Battle sense. Battle of the lanky guys. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But he, I love his grappling. I love. He went for the inside leg trip the first right right away. It didn't work. Went right away for it again. He was so confident in his grappling. And uh, it was just beautiful, man. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Hydrated Kiesa. I, I thought that we'd, uh, that we'd see the best out of him. And you know I love Kimura's, Jimmy. I know you do. I don't just have a shirt named, called, uh, named uh, uh, Kimura says- Bucko. The chap who likes Kimura's? Let's, let's talk about what's Kimura Savage, Jimmy. Oh. Let's talk about what's next, guys. John uh, Jones. Yeah, oh, you want to talk about that? Gustafson. Wow, guys. I mean... Listen, I, I thought Gustafin, uh, Gustafson was going to do uh, was going to take it, but man, I mean, he got shut down, man. And and I and I did think that that the grappling would. I don't want to be Chris the producer in that uh, where you go back and forth. Sure. Sorry, uh-huh. comes out. 
But man, did he? But the grappling was the big difference. You saw him looking for it early, and Gustafin was taking it away. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, are you I'm, I'm listening to you. No, I'm listening. Okay. Um, but then once he got that takedown, Jimmy. Yeah, that was over pretty quick. Didn't Joe Jimmy smash him with a couple of elbows too? Uh, oh, he softened the rock, oh. Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, now, what do you think about all the, I mean, the performance was excellent. What do you think about all the talk with him in D.C.? And the, that was some nasty. They, they well, got, he they said, got, well, I get pat your wife's ass. Yeah, that, that they got do, personal. That's, I don't yeah. like that. that and then personal. he's going back. And D.C. went back at him good, too. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't like when they do that. I don't like when they go there. That was just a reaction. I don't like when they go there. I didn't either, but because it's, it's, it's it makes it more. It makes it really. It makes it dangerous. What? But happens? it does get guys talking. What yeah, the those fuck? two get it. I think not. Not that like a Khabib doesn't understand it, but it's like it's a di- it's a it's a different thing when you're dealing with like a Khabib Connor situation. I think John and, and DC, as much as they r- genuinely don't like each other, they both understand. There's a lot of money in I a think third that, fight. Uh, I think that Chris, the producer, didn't see that clip of them. Getting to that brawl on stage, and it was a guy oh, the yeah, size of Jimmy. Sure. The guy in the middle was the size of Jimmy. And fuck. Yeah, but you know what? That, but that's, but <laughs> you ever see that? So they get that it's just for the fight. And meanwhile, they tried to fucking. No, they don't like each but other. But that's be- but that is, uh, I get it, but that's because they hate each other. It's not because, like, they could say anything. They're, they're going to dislike each other no matter what is being said. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? It's, it's not well, a. Well, again, I, get, I hear you, though. We'll see I don't what know, happens. Wives, fiancés. Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't like any. Talk I'd like, like to that. see that third fight. I mean, it just makes sense. What happens? But they would do it at heavyweight. I guarantee you, DC would not come back down. He's not coming back oh, down no, to I, light I heavyweight. He I bet he would. To come back down, mm-hmm. but he no. only has a fight or two left. And I think what was his his point is like he doesn't. I mean, he went off on the whole Usada thing. Let Jones yeah. come up and fight him. You I think know? that that Jones has mentioned going to heavyweight. I think that would be the selling point. Is now they're fighting. DC is the champion at heavyweight. Jones has to come up and take his belt after right. coming back. I think yeah. that's a much bigger selling point. It's a bigger selling point, but I don't know. Poor Stipe. Guy's done everything oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Guy's course. done everything right. The guy defended his belt. Right. He never got caught with any kind of weird flag for anything weird. That's yeah. right. Why is that guy getting uh Don't you know get me what? wrong. I like that he's drinking his Modelo, but he's got I mean that guy's got a <laughs> We got to take care of Steve. That's a man. good point. I would like your. Right. Who wouldn't want to see DC versus Steve? I would love to and see. And why a wouldn't DC want to give that shot to somebody he feels been playing the gay fair? Here's why: because DC has one or two fights left, and DC is at a point where he's thinking, "All right, what are the biggest money for?" And he's not okay, being greedy. Right. He's thinking as a business guy, "I only have a couple left." What are the biggest fights? Jones is one of the biggest. Brock. I don't think Brock is going to happen, but Brock and Jones are the two biggest. Stipe he... was was a very very quick finish. Unfortunately, it was almost like when Uriah Hall, I sorry Uriah Faber, lost to a Hambrough. It was a very fast mistake, I think, by Herb Dean in the first round. But like, how do you sell that second fight? Right. It's a harder fight to sell. I'm, I'm not saying Stipe doesn't deserve it, but maybe you're right. Maybe he goes back down to light heavyweight. But personally, I think they're going to want Jones to come up because one of those guys is going to want is going to be uh, maybe has a shot at being a double. Two, two belt champion. So right. I think that's the appealing point, a uh, selling point for both of them. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I'm looking at... What do I know? Just I'm looking board. at the champ, no, no, champ DC. Right. No, no, listen. It, I, listen uh, and then Stipe gets the winner. Stipe be, Jones? Who wouldn't want to see that? No, that would be... Uh, yeah, huge. and that makes sense for, for a good... Because it's not a giant at heavyweight. I mean, obviously, Stipe's a big guy, but I, like that matchup-wise, that makes sense. Who doesn't want to see Stipe Jones? Right. I feel for DC, though, man, DC's been through a lot with, with John Jones, where I think that that hatred is there where he might not even want to 
Maybe he doesn't give that to him. In other words, he's like, I don't know. I mean, I know. I mean, Jones goes right after him, being like, "Yo, you're gonna have to shut me up then," and <laughs> and this and that. But the other guy's thinking he was playing dirty, and he's standing by that. I mean, and he has legs to stand on that. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's a weird, it's a weird situation. I see everybody's point. Like you know, John Jones, if he's, you know, doing the right thing, and he's just you know again like, and he and he's been clean and this and that. Then I understand his point, of course. DC, if you know, I can understand the way he's looking at things. Also, what do you think, Velasquez and Gano? That fight. Ooh. Oh my god, I think that's. I think it's Kane. Yeah, I'm so glad Kane is back. Although sure. Kane can get caught, I mean, you know, Dos Santos caught him in the first yeah. round. I mean, he can definitely get caught. He's got a huge head. He does. He's got a big. It's target. a big target. It's yeah, a big target. You know what I mean? But yeah. he will out. He will absolutely outwork uh, Francis. And if he can get in and close that distance and keep up against the cage, or God forbid, put him down, I think that's yeah, that's it's gonna be a wrote. short night if he if he gets him down. I think. Yeah, we don't have picks to do. We no. do. Oh, we did our picks. I'll tell you my we picks. Went over our picks. I was two for five. Matt was two for five. Chris. I took uh, Alir Latifi, wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I took uh, Carlos Condit, wrong. I took Chad Mendez, wrong. I took Amanda Wright, took John Jones, right. Correct. Yeah. Listen to me, I had a good time. Yes, we did. Thank yeah. you very much to Amanda. Thank you very much for Alexander. Thank you very much for our pal Uriah Hall. Matt, what a delight this was. By the way, if you're a fan of Jim Norton, how could you be? Uh, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona performing. And then the, uh, the following weekend... Uh, I'm going to be in West Palm Beach, so I think 17th and 18th, doing shows at the Improv. So go to my website, jimnorton.com, if you want tickets. If not, I get it. You know, sarahbjj.com. I'm doing that whole thing over again because I want to put a store on there because okay. people are asking me for shit. You should. You know what I mean? And I like to give to my uh, to the unfiltered army. To your worshippers. Yes. But Jimmy, I'm going to see you soon, man. And yes. I'm so happy we had a good time today, and I was happy to see you. Goodbye, everybody. All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.